0: With your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker,
1: and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. For all the listeners to Success Hackers, Audible is giving away a free audiobook download with your 30-day free trial. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash success hackers one word. Again, audibletrial.com forward slash successhackers. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Grab your 30-day free membership by going to audibletrial.com forward slash successhackers. What is up, Hacker Nation? This is Scott Hansen, high-performance coach, speaker, and of course, podcast creator and host, of Success Hackers. For all you Loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show, subscribe to the show. I see you guys tweeting and posting and liking and commenting. It's because of you, Success Hackers is now downloaded and listened to in over 65 countries and growing. If for whatever crazy reason you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do that today by going to successhackers.net so you don't miss any episodes. By the way, if you haven't yet listened to the last show, make sure to check it out because Chris Desi shared some bite-sized success hacks on how to build and maintain a powerful, badass brand. Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. Today's guest is going to share some success strategies and hacks on how to create courses online so that you can leverage your time, more effectively and make a boatload of money. Today, our featured guest is Ms. Jane Duber. Jane, are you ready to rock?
0: I am so ready for this. Waiting. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jane Duber is a sought after business strategist, international speaker, and the leading authority on how to build a highly leveraged business. She has established and grown six businesses to date. Two she sold and three she now operates with her husband from their beautiful home in Pebble Beach, California. Now on her seventh successful startup, Jane helps business owners master the art of enrollment with her newest innovation, the Ideal Client Enroller. Jane is also revolutionizing the way experts automate the delivery of their programs online through the Virtual Academy Builder. By combining state-of-the-art technology with time-tested engagement strategies, her team of course design specialists help you transform your genius into a high margin low-maintenance revenue stream you can leverage for life. Jane, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you on the show.
0: Thank you, Scott. I'm honored to be here, because you are so awesome in this area, so I, I'm excited for the two of our brains to come together for
1: this time period. <laughs> it's going to be awesome all at the same time, and we're going to have a good time. So, Jane, I gave Hacker Nation just a brief description of who you are, but would love for you to share a little bit more about your biz and how you help your clients.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, let's, let's face it. So 29 years, like, like, let's think about how long that is. <laughs> 29 years. And one of the things that I don't know if, uh, you know, Scott, so those 29 years, it's actually my husband and I have been built those net six, um, now seven businesses. So, like I say, you know, there's, the, there's a lot of, Things that I'm grateful for, but the fact that I've actually remained married <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, in love and rocking it and just loving life um, mm. at the same time by building all those businesses with my husband has been awesome. Because entrepreneurship is a is a trip. So you know, I think if I were to look at those 29 years. The beauty of that is, you know, so we sold we sold many of the businesses, and we would, you know, I'm I'm just this consummate creator, and when I see a need, I'll fill it and I'll make it a business. That's just kind of how I'm wired. And what I often have noticed is that sometimes people they don't really see the potential of taking this simple business and and really exploding it into something that is a multi-million dollar business so a lot of what we talk about is how to find the genius in this business that you've created to create the lifestyle and how do you leverage that how do you systemize it how do you monetize what it is that you're creating so in every single business that we've done you know education transformation was kind of at the core of that so all of the businesses had that at their core and we just played this game like in the game we play which i think you're going to love is like how quickly can we get it to the million mark Hmm. It's not a fun game.
1: That's a great game to play. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's kind of how we did it. And, you know, I think, you know, as you have entrepreneurs and people who are maybe maybe in their early stages of thinking of having a business, some are already in it. Mm-hmm. It's not for the faint of heart. It really is not. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of stamina. But man, it's worth it, you know, and you know that as well, Scott. And so part of what I love to do is not only give the, you know, the, the strategies that will shortcut their success, but it's also really to keep them in the game.
1: Strategies to shortcut their success. What a great podcast for you to be on, considering we are <laughs> success hackers. And by the way, I commend you and applaud you. 29 years of marriage and not only being in marriage, but being in marriage with the person you're also in business with. Amen and congratulations to that.
0: I know they want me to do courses on that, but no, not not so much.
1: <laughs> I read something where you actually held a toga party with ten friends at the Parthenon in Athens, Greece. Please explain.
0: Oh, where did you read that? I have to check my website. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh my God. So you know, so from a young age. So this is this is a if we want to hack a success hack right now. It's you have to be comfortable with risk. No one's ever asked me this on a podcast. Of course. Thank you, Scott. But I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to that whole piece. of like when I was young and growing up, like risk was rewarded in my family. Right? I remember in, you know, my dad would, we had a snowmobile, they would tie a rope on the end, and the big joke was how closely can you get them in the inner tube, you know, how closely can you get them to the pine tree (laughs) before they actually hit it, right? They just, it's just being out and being, and being taking risks, that was kind of how it was rewarded. And so I, I actually, I studied in Vienna for six months of my junior year in college, and that, Athens was our spring vacation. And, uh, we thought it'd be great postcard material to go and have a toga party at the Acropolis. So literally went and got sheets off the bed and, and, uh, we hopped the fence and was almost arrested. But instead of being arrested by the, the Greek, uh, police, they actually joined the party and had a Heineken. And we actually got to be <laughs> be in the Pantheon, in the Pantheon having a toga party. So it's that kind of like, you know what it is? Like for business, let's like, translate it over to business. It's the what if question. Like, and it's, it's quieting the, the mind that says, how dare you, or that's too risky. And that I think, if, if I were to say what, what has enabled me to have the success is that I was able to turn down the volume on the how dare you, or the who are you to voice, and said, well, why not me, or what if this? And I think that's what's so cool about entrepreneurship is you get to pretty much, you have to control that dial, but you get to turn down the dial on the small thinking and and take a risk and, and be willing to put yourself out there.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Hacker Nation, right off the bat, she's dropping <laughs> just golden nuggets. I mean, from the Parthenon and the Toga Party, and then she translated over to no risk, no reward. And I love what Jane said, which was our minds will keep us safe and warm and fuzzy and cozy and all that. But why not me? When a lot of times we're saying, well, who am I to write a book? Who am I to start a business? Who am I to get up on stage and sell our products or services? BS, why not you? Go for it. Start playing bigger. Because I always say on the show, Jane, that there are no redos. There's no mulligans for golf terminology. And Why not play at your biggest, fullest level? Because there are people out there right now that you've never met that need to hear you. They need to buy your products. They need to buy your services.
0: The people that the world most needs to hear from now is that they're the ones that actually have the voice, how dare you? It's the ones, Scott, you probably know some of them, it's the ones who feel entitled. It's the ones who really don't have that voice that the world is hearing from now. And the the message has got to change. We've got to give the power to those who are feeling a, a little bit of fear around it or nervousness around it, because actually those are the ones that have a deeper message that the world needs to hear. And so I love turning the volume up and helping people get out there who actually are feeling a little bit more shy about getting out there because they're the ones that have the fresh message, the one that the message that no one's ever actually heard before. So, I hope I would imagine those are the ones that are in your tribe. Our our position today is to give them the the confidence that you know why not them.
1: Jane, I want to switch gears for a second because we love our aha moments on Success Hackers. Can you share an aha or what we call a light bulb moment when you knew that? You were on this something really special with Global Experts Accelerator. Do you actually remember that exact moment?
0: Yeah, I remember it. Actually, it's 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 one of the divisions of of uh, of the company, and it's the virtual academy builder. And it was I was training people had brought me in to train their leaders, so I was there for a weekend. Event And we had a fantastic first day of training. Lots of, you know, ahas popping up around the room. People really finding that shifting point for themselves or what I call the tipping point. And I remember going up to my room that night in the elevator and putting my head on the bed. And I like, after this amazing day, I felt like so sad. And like there was like this like unfulfilled feeling. And when I really looked at it, what I, what I looked, what I found was that whatever, no matter how good I am in a room or no matter how, you know, good the, the speech is on stage or how good a weekend is, what I found, Scott, is that true transformation doesn't happen in a moment. It doesn't happen in a weekend seminar. It happens over a period of time. And that was a turning point for me. And it kind of led to this whole company that we have, which is, is you know, people need you to walk them through the path. You need to be there with them emotionally. You need to be teaching them new things and they go out and put it into place and so I think that that night when I said you know this is not working I'm I'm going out and I'm I'm creating great transformation but I know that one week or two weeks from now they're going to either forget what I've given them or they're going to bump up against a challenge how can I walk the path with them over time that was really honestly so I called my husband who thank God he's like a programmer he has a tech company and I said to him I've got to find a way that I can take the thing that I'm doing here in the room And I got to find a way to reach more people. So I wanted to find a way to have it online, but I want it to be in a way that I walk the path with them. And that's the thing that I would have. every Everybody here on this call, no matter what it is that you're teaching, no matter what it is that you're creating that transformation, we have to understand that the keynote or the, The event or the webinar is just the beginning of the journey, and we've got to get really good at recreating the experience of working with us one-on-one.
1: And transformation for me is the same thing. I I really do parallel it to going to the gym. You know, people Mm -hmm. that become entrepreneurs or they try something out at first, it's kind of like the first time you want to lose 30 pounds, and you buy the right equipment, you buy the right gym shoes and the right outfit and all that, and you go for maybe a month or two, and you don't really see much change. But it's the man or the woman that continues to go, that continues to eat right without seeing any change. And all of a sudden, three months, four months, six months later, they get out of the shower and it's like BAM, you know, what the heck just happened? Well, I just been putting in a lot of sweat, you know, and a lot of learning and a lot of new things that I haven't been used to doing, and all of a sudden you look back on it and go, Oh my God, it's all been worth it. Yeah,
0: you know, so one of the things that challenges me or bothers me about this realm of personal development is just because you're good in this one thing, so I might be good at sales, I might be good at helping people with their relationship, it doesn't mean that you understand what I call the anatomy of transformation. And that is that every single person who wants to get out as a coach, consultant, speaker, trainer, author, you owe it to your future clients to understand how people change and To me, that's the most important thing, but it's a thing that most people, either they're not teaching or they're not taking the time to learn because once you understand how transformation actually happens, no matter what niche you're in, you're able to deliver on your promise. And really, honestly, your success in business you may have a big flash out of the pan, you may grow your list big, but unless you're delivering programs in a leveraged fashion, so that just, because you, you, you can't coach everybody in the world, unless you're delivering leveraged programs that actually deliver on the promise, whether you're coaching with that person or not, that's to me the litmus test.
1: You probably have a bunch of listeners right now are like, oh my God, that makes sense. I want to do that. But let's take it really one step further and talk about maybe the first step someone can take like after this show that they can do immediately.
0: I have something that's so juicy and fun and it's easy. Bring
1: it on, <laughs> um, it's, the,
0: it's the thing that we do in our first step. Um, but so often we see the work that we do through our own eyes, right? And part of designing your course and putting it into a modular based course is really getting connected to the journey that you take your clients on. But here's the challenge. Most of us, we do it so intuitively it's automatic for us. And so we have to become more conscious of, of the process and conscious of the outcome. So one of the things that we have people do, this is so much fun, especially for someone who's feeling a little doubtful or wobbly about the transformation, is we have you, first of all, you think of, of all the clients who've who've really taken one little piece it could be one person it doesn't have to be a client actually it could be a person that you shared an idea with at a networking event and you saw them later and said oh my god that was such a great idea or did a webinar and then you also bring in your clients so think of all the different people who've been impacted by your process and i want you to think of one client avatar so this is the person that represents your target market. They come with you with the, the challenge and, and the pain that you're here to, to take away. And I want you to write yourself, so as if you're the client, write an email that comes to you six months after doing whatever they do with you. So after taking their, your course or after coaching with you, I want you to write an email six months after they completed. And I want it to be the imagination of what it was. So Scott, let's say for example, that I worked with you and let's say you would write an email and I would say Scott I have to tell you you know that coaching that we did six months ago I, I want to just share with you how it's changed my life and then and then so you're writing an email right Scott you're right. writing an email as if I was your client writing it to you and then you that email is very detailed it says you know um, this particular step that you had me do, here's what, how it's impacted my life. And then here's the thing that I knew I came to you for, for, and this is all that happened. But then this was this other amazing surprise that I didn't imagine. So we put ourselves in the minds and hearts of our ideal client, and we imagine how their life will be impacted six months after we work with them. In that email, Scott, is like these gems and clues of your process. Now, I I think what happens when I see people do this also is that, you know, one of the reasons people are not marketing effectively is that there's a deep-seated fear that they won't be able to deliver on their promise and so when we can when we can have this avatar of what it feels like to deliver you know that's one of the big huge things no matter you know we have we have lots of different programs that people can do but at every single step of the game we're asking you know how can we help you deliver on your promise so that you create customers for life and they send you new clients and I find that the biggest surprise so we did a, a program on how to design a course so that's called pathways to profitable programs and what happens got total surprise didn't even imagine it two things happen number one their marketing message came out of their work to design the course like <laughs> it was like was there it was so obvious because it's the course promise and that becomes your marketing message and secondly people were telling me that they were showing up at networking events they were getting on stage with this new sense of certainty and mm. confidence and see that's what people want from us they want to know hey we've got this path and I'm so clear that I can I can take your hand and walk you through it that that turns us into these like amazing magnets for our ideal client because we are so confident we can deliver on our promise.
1: I do want to switch gears and talk about something that a lot of people absolutely want to shy away from, and we call it the fail forward stage. I believe that all high performers and successful individuals, Jane, look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They actually use failure as feedback and course correction. The mark of a champion is you fail, maybe you get up, maybe you fail again, but then you keep getting up. Take us back to a specific time, Jane, when you failed maybe even almost wanted to give up but you actually used that one last failure as fuel to your success fire
0: oh my gosh well so yeah i mean for me um i have such a high threshold <laughs> for failure like honestly there are so many of them i mean i mean i think i started so one of the businesses we started an association for women who have home based businesses and you know we did this huge launch you know we were working up to try and get people on this call. We put our heart and soul into it. And we realized like literally we like had like, two people dial in. <laughs> it, was, mm. it was horrible. And I remember that um, we were actually, we just, it was like just when texting was coming in. And I remember that all three of us who were like, it was an association owned by three of us. Like we started to like text all of our family and friends. <laughs> so they would dial in because that was back when you heard beeps and you can kind of tell like the volume of people on the call. And I just remember, we knew we really only had, like, two people on the call. Like, we knew. But I remember that there was just, like, this such intention and just a knowing that, you know, this is going to happen. And we did it. We gave it 100%. I don't even know what the results were, but... You know, and, and the same thing, you know, I will say we're, every time I start a company, of course, I get to fail tons of times. So we're, we're, I'm bringing in a new director of marketing for one of my companies, and we did a webinar, and that was the day that, that, um, webinar, uh, go to webinar. Mm-hmm. The only day they've gone down in the last five years was on the day that I had a webinar for hundreds <laughs> of people, right? And I will tell you, Scott, like I had, to, you have to kind of laugh about it because it came up like 30 minutes before the call. And, and we just, you know, we make light of it because I think what happens is people think that other people are judging them when things don't go well. In fact, we can gain more. In fact, we got more texts about how I handle failures. I, oh, I was supposed to interview Les Brown. Les Brown didn't show up. <laughs> it's, it's how you respond to it. I mean, I know it's so cliche, but it's how you respond. You can gain more, more trust and, and following by how you respond to this stuff.
1: Because, To kind of piggyback off that, I had a recent client who said to me, well, if I go up on stage, I need to be perfect. I was coaching him in his business and he wanted to do some speaking. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I can't go up there unless everything is absolutely perfect. And I said, well, why do you say that? He said, well, it has to be perfect in the minds and the eyes of the audience. I said, well, let me just reverse that and have you think of it differently. If you're sitting in the audience... And you have someone up there that's never been scathed, never been punched, never been kicked, never failed, and tells you how great they are. Do you believe that person? Do you sort of relate to that person? Or do you relate more to the person that has fallen down, gotten up, fallen down, gotten up, and then fallen down, and then gotten up again to that person? He's like, well, the second person. I said, you don't have to be perfect because then you're not relatable
0: so beautifully right. said. I bet you're an awesome coach. You know, <laughs> I, Well, I mean, there's nothing inspiring about perfection. We don't, we can't relate to it because you can pretty much try anything. And from everything, every time you fail, you actually, when you think about it, Scott, haven't you learned more from the times that you failed than from the times that you've succeeded?
1: Every single time I tell someone, you know what? It's kind of like, if you want to learn how to dribble a basketball between your legs, You can read all the basketball books in the world and be sitting in the bleachers, or you can actually lace up the shoes, get on the floor, and see that it's hard at first. But the more practice you do, it's kind of like, again, riding a bike. You can watch someone else ride a bike, but until you get on the bike when you're a kid and fall down a bunch of times, or in my case, run into a station wagon many times, you're not going to know what it's like (laughs) until you get up there and do it and fall and keep going. So I absolutely agree 100% to what you're saying. All right, Jane, I'm going to put you now on the spot. Our Hacker Nation community listens to the show, as you know, for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow their business. You already gave one. I'm going to put you on the spot for two actionable success hacks that you can share with Hacker Nation so that they can start implementing this immediately into their business.
0: Oh, cool. I like, I like a challenge. Okay. Um, I will say, so the first one, the first one is a bit, um, maybe confronting for some of you. But the reality is that some of you are totally winging the sales process. You, you're, you're, you work so hard to get a lead, whether you're, if you're selling one-on-one, you work so hard to get them on the phone. If you're selling through funnels, you work so hard to get them to opt in. And you guys are just winging it. And I think I have to say that, you know, um, one of the the most the most important things for you to do as an entrepreneur, no matter what niche you're in, no matter what it is that you're selling, is you've got to commit to master this whole process of attracting, engaging, and enrolling your clients. So, so it's it's really just realizing, you know, that you don't come with those skills. It's a bit of a of a wake up call, and that you've got to spend time for you to really master that piece, because everything else is for naught if you screw it up at the end. <laughs> so that's. Mm. Um, that would be one piece on on that. And second, the second hack. I mean, it's honestly, I have to put an inner game thing in here, Scott, because most of what's keeping people who are listening to your podcast from really, you know, um, taking action. And you probably, I would imagine, you have a lot of people who are actually in action. So we want to acknowledge you guys. This, this is not about people who are paralyzed. But there are two peop- two kinds of people on the call: the ones that are kind of feeling paralyzed and tentative about going forward, and the ones who are in action but there's so much more that they could be doing so your 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 whole podcast is all about upping the game stepping into this next evolution of who you're being called to be and i think my success hack for you is just to be willing to be uncomfortable if you know i say oftentimes you know when you come into our space you get comfortable with being uncomfortable But until you're willing to be uncomfortable, you're going to continue to be inside the comfort zone, play smaller than you're here to play. So Mm -hmm. for those who are just starting out, and even for those who are rocking it, what's the next evolution of what you're being called into that you're resisting?
1: That would be my question. So success hack number one, get really good at the sales process, and that can mean a lot of different things. That doesn't mean you have to be salesy, but you still have Mm -hmm. to, if you're not very good, maybe at enrolling people, whatever term you want to call it, sales, enrolling, whatever, you have to get better at that because to Jane's point, and I agree 100%, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what business you were in. If you have the best products, the best books, the best services, and you can't get anybody to sign on the dotted line or give you their credit card, then you're going to go broke. So get good Mm -hmm. at that process. (laughs) And then secondly is expand your mind and get comfortable being uncomfortable. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: That's what you're hearing. That's great. That's the elixir.
1: (laughs) Jane, we are now going to enter the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the Success Hacker's version of the hot seat.
0: Ooh, I like this. I wasn't warned, by the way, but I like this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Jane Duber, are you ready for the randomness round?
0: I am ready.
1: Best advice you've ever received?
0: Don't overthink it.
1: What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind?
0: Morning practice, 15 minutes of just being with me and, and myself.
1: You now own a time machine, Jane. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self?
0: Go with your intuition. Don't overthink it. It came up again.
1: What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? courage and risk-taking. What's a hidden talent that you do that most people may not know about you?
0: I love to dance.
1: What's one book that you've read that's made an impact in your business that you can share with our Hacker Nation?
0: Oh, so many. Recently, I'll say The Millionaire Master Plan by Roger Hamilton.
1: If you can recommend one social media tool or service to Hacker Nation, what would that be?
0: I'll recommend LinkedIn because that's kind of who I, I play with, but um, the key to social media is actually using it
1: Jane, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seats. This has been incredible. Thank you so much, Jane, for all your time and sharing a lot of these awesome success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business?
0: The most important thing that I think that we can give the gift of awareness to your listeners. So the reality is most of you... Um, there are places you've rocked it and there's places that you still need to take care of with regards to your business and so we've got this really super groovy tool it's at smartbizquiz smartbizquiz.com and it takes about three and a half minutes super fun what you do is you're kind of assessing where you are in your business in these different essential areas these are the areas that pretty much impact your success. And so you take three and a half minutes, you get a super cool tool, you'll get invited to a training, you'll um, also get a downloadable uh, workbook that kind of gives you the, the top key uh, elements to closing your sales and humanizing the sales process so that you can serve big time. And uh, to me, that's the best thing we can do is give the gift of awareness to your success hackers in your community. You know, someplace else I can go just to kind of find out the breadth of what we do because we can serve. Anyone who, pretty much at any stage of their business, you go to globalexpertsaccelerator dot com, and you can see if you're in the early stages, we need to take care of some of the the basics, all the way all the way up to taking your intellectual property and leveraging online. So go to globalexpertsaccelerator.com dot com, and that'll give you a breadth of all the things that we do.
1: Fantastic, Hacker Nation! Make sure to head over to successhackers.net dot net for this episode show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Jane. Along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site, along with the show notes from this episode. When you're on the site, don't forget to subscribe to get all the new episodes. Lastly, I love the Hacker Nation community. I love you guys so much that I want to actually give back to you. And this is how I want to give back all you have to do is go onto iTunes and plug in Success Hackers. You'll see the podcast. Click on the podcast and then just give a great review. When you give a great review, screen grab that review, and then email it to me. My email is info at successhackers.net, info at successhackers.net. Again, write a review, screen grab, email it to me. When you do that, I will give you and your business a shout out on the very next episode. This is Scott Hanson saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.